0: My name is Bill Lyming. I'm the CEO of a world change organization, otherwise known as the church. I live to help make the world um, a more loving, peaceful place. My goal is to bring people together to learn and then put our faith into action in both small and large, but always meaningful ways. I was talking today with one of my newest colleagues, Matt Pryor. We served together here at Monterey Zion United Methodist Church. We were contemplating the shutdown of activity ordered on Sunday from our governor, and we asked whether we are more extrovert or more introvert. He imagined he's a little of both. When the kids are all fighting at home and crying, he longs for the silence of solitude. But when he's alone for too long, he needs the conversation we discover in community. I can relate to all of this. I like silence when I choose silence. When I am forced into silence because I am truly alone and without a friend, it's moments like these that silence is agonizing. Throughout my life I've lived the ebb and flow of community and solitude. I finally found a group of people who liked me, even in spite of me by the time I was a senior in high school, but then I graduated and I moved to Hiram, Ohio where no one thought I was cool and I had to convince people all over again. That was never so pronounced as when I moved out of state for graduate school. Living in Atlanta, far from my peeps, I would go for days without anyone ever acknowledging my existence. Perhaps it's for this reason that I'm a bit neurotic about being friendly and saying hello to everyone I passed through in a store or on the street or wherever. But the silence and solitude in Atlanta was not my choosing. It was an emptiness with which I struggled. But even in that emptiness, I had to sit in it for a while to discover I was not truly alone. And so I continue the ebb and flow of community in my adult life. As a minister, we build awesome relationships with people we truly love in every place where we are appointed. But then we move and have to start all over again discovering new awesome people that God will bring into our lives. But the question I want us to think about today is this, who comes with you? Into that place of emptiness and solitude, are we ever truly alone? Or is there just space in that silence to hear an old, ancient in fact, friend that gets neglected in the hustle and bustle of daily living? Loneliness and solitude are not synonymous. To seek a state of solitude is to find that place of fulfillment we were all looking for. To be in a place of solitude is to never be truly alone. Solitude is spending time with the One who knows us completely. In the absence of all other distractions, we can better hear the great divine whisper as it enters our lives as a loving counselor, a dearest friend, a heavenly parent, an everlasting God. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 7 says this, There is a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Richard Foster in his book Celebration of Discipline gives us several practical ways to try out the spiritual discipline of solitude. He says to start and end each day in silence, speak less and open our eyes and ears more. Step outside at the end of each night before bed and listen to the world around you. Create a quiet place to go, perhaps as a special spot in a park that you enjoy. I love walking through our church sanctuary alone as I prepare to preach each week, listening instead of just speaking. Pick a day and try to live it without any words at all. What did you hear? What did you discover? And periodically through the years, spend three to four hours in silence, re-evalu- reevaluating your life goals. Use that time to dream and believe that dreams are attainable. Solitude is about finding direction again. And as Richard Foster states, how much better to have direction set by communing with the divine center.